You are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Teleperformance's exclusive podcast. We are going to wrap up Black History Month with this being the last of our four-part mini-series. And today we are back with the Black at TP board yet again to talk about some of our leaders here at Teleperformance. So throughout the month, you guys have heard from O'Neill Scott quite a bit. Um, we're going to hear from him again today, but we're going to give him the opportunity to actually uh, recognize and introduce and bring in some of our executive leadership. Hey, thanks, Audrey. Um, what an honor it is to be here. Um, TP continues to grow and expand its talent pool. Um, I have an opportunity today to introduce some of our newest members um, here at Tall Performance, um, two of them being executive leadership. Um, and then the other two you guys do know as well, but I would love to get more detail around their stories and I'll be able to share it here with you guys today. So first I'd like to introduce Rob Marshall. He is our newest EVP from Client Services. Uh, I think he's been on the job for 60 days now, probably feels like two years, but I'm really glad that he's here. Uh, already developed a great relationship with him and um, really looking forward to spending more time with him throughout the year. Uh, Connie Bell is our newest SVP for Security Global Incidents Response Team. She is another, uh, just been a, a pleasant person to work with. I've had an opportunity to spend quite a bit of time with her over the last uh, year or so. So um, looking forward to hearing her story and how she came to Teleperformance. And then my right-hand person, Amanda Colas, she's the VP for Client Solutions. You have heard from her a little bit um, throughout these podcasts, but we get an opportunity now to uh, dive a little bit deeper into her story. And then our, our good friend, Bryson Randalls, um, he's an account manager on our healthcare team and looking forward to hearing more from him as well. Uh, so with that said, let me go ahead and just kind of kick this off with Rob. Rob, tell us a little about yourself and how you get how you got to teleperformance. Sure. Uh, first of all, let me just say thank you. And it's really an honor to be be here with you guys and uh, to be a part of this awesome team. Um, well, my my journey to teleperformance, uh, if I were to look in retrospect, started many, many years ago. I've, I've been in the industry for 30 years and uh worked in various different positions at um, multiple organizations having spent 28 of my 30 plus years in one bpo but um i ended up here at uh at, at, at tp um with an opportunity to actually work on a client that i've known for many many years so um my journey started as an agent many years ago uh, eventually moving up the ranks in the organization where I was to uh, becoming COO of that company and ultimately starting my own uh, uh, consulting organization um, and, and then matriculating to TP. And I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm really, really impressed by what TP has to offer as a, a global organization. And I'm, and I'm really, really excited about what the social justice, the uh social impact things that are happening here at the company so it's it's been a long journey with a lot with a lot of uh in between but uh all positive and i'm glad to be here glad you're here thanks rob hey i'm gonna pass it over to connie now connie tell us about your journey and how you got here 
Thanks, Mo. Um, so um, I have been with Teleperformance for about two years now. Um, most of my career has been in the telco industry. Um, I worked for my previous organization for about 27 years. I started as an agent and worked my way through the ranks. Um, my, in my last role, I worked in compliance where I was responsible for protecting the organization's data. Prior to that, I did work running call centers across the U.S., Mexico, and Brazil. Prior to joining the telco industry, I did spend about 10 years in the banking industry where I worked for several um, banking institutions um, where I worked in a role with equivalent to um, an agent and a team lead prior to going to the telco industry. I'm really excited to be a part of the TP family. It's been a warm welcome. What's making this more exciting is having the opportunity to work with all of you in Black at TP. Awesome. Thanks, Connie. And I keep calling you Connie, but it should be Dr. Connie Bell. Yeah. <laughs> for her, for her due. Dr. Bell. Yeah, I got to give her her due. She earned it. All right. Oh, man. Thanks, Connie. All right, Amanda, tell us more about your journey. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to speak um, to my journey here at TP. Uh, interesting enough, uh, I've been with TP now for seven months. Uh, I work for Mamta Rodriguez, and we both worked at the same organization um, at Synchrony, and she was my mentor at Synchrony. Uh, and interesting enough, she had had me come to TP and do a She Talks, where I talked about mentorship and sponsorship and the importance of um, both acts within your own individual career. Uh, and, you know, throughout that process, I got a chance to meet really great um, individuals such as Sarah Miller. Uh, and when a role popped up, Mamta was like, you got to come over. Uh, and of course, you guys were so welcoming. I was just like, why not? Why not? <laughs> but um, if I tap a little bit about my journey, uh, a little over 15 years experience in um, finance operations, uh, payments and strategy. Uh, I've worked for uh, multiple banks. Uh, I've also worked for Nestle Waters, which was consumer brands. Uh, but I'm excited to bring my experience and um, my skill sets within relationship management over um, to teleperformance. Uh, and I'm also excited um, on all the great work that's to come with Black at TP. Uh, this is a special space for me right now, and I'm just excited to really work on something that I'm passionate about. Thanks, Samantha. So, so last but not least, my good friend Bryson, um, I know we've heard from you in the other podcasts about your career and your journey here, but I mean, we're sitting next to some really amazing executives um, for, for here at Teleperformance. What are your goals now that you see this? What are your th What are you thinking about um, as you see this? Our leadership here. Um, what are your thoughts around that, and where you want to go with Teleperformance? Thanks, Mo. Um, first and foremost. Uh, Dr. Bell, Rob, and uh, Amanda, thank you guys so much for being the example that you all have been. Um, you know, it's because of the impact that you have made individually that allow me, people such as myself, to uh, excel and professionally. Um, you know, I, I, my number one goal here is to continue learning and continue growing. Um, I started off my uh, journey here with teleperformance as a very green account manager. And over the course of the last two years, I've grown exponentially in my understanding of how to be, uh, 
team player amongst a, an amazing team. And you know, looking looking forward, then I you know I, the sky's the limit. Teleperformance has a lot of great opportunities, and you know by being a part of Black ATP, not only being on the board contributing to the um, advancement of my to the advancement of others, you know, I I can benefit from that as well. Hey, so, you know, Bryson, thank you, man. I agree. I, you know, the right examples help us um, really within our journey. And as I talk about that, you know, we have some executives here. I would love to know what are your expectations here at Teleperformance? What are your plans in the future? How can we help deliver, um, you know, a better understanding of of what what our leadership looks like to our frontline agents so so i open the floor to this team to kind of just give us some in, insight around that wow I'll, I'll jump in there real quick um i you know th that question was is right at the heart and soul of a lot of the reasons why i do what i do within the contact center space um you know being that agent that we all were at one time there was a point in time when i first started that when you looked at executive leadership and ownership in our space there were no people of color there were no women um and and i got to to feel some things firsthand as i matriculated my way up the ladder so to speak in an organization to ultimately becoming the coo of a of a of a bpo um, handling major clients. But whenever I would go to call center shows or or speak at conferences and all of those kinds of things, I was the only black in the room. And um, I kind of, you know, began to feel like, wow, how can this be? Um, so as I thought about that and began to uh, ask questions around that amongst leadership in the industry as a whole, not just in my company, but but as a member of an association where I now sit on the board, um, you know, I began to ask those questions. And one of the fundamental things that I that I began to see across as I would do site visits was all the people on the phones in the backgrounds in the back offices looked like me, but yep. there were none in leadership. So yep. there was this burden to say, how do we change this paradigm? How do we provide these people with what it is they need? And um, because you can't tell me that a person that's been on the phones for 10 years can't run a call center just as uh, or better than someone who comes out of college with a degree with no experience. So how do we how do we begin to make this, um, uh, you know, our clients be able to see people in leadership that resemble what their what their customers look like. So for me, coupled with all of the George Floyd things we saw, really propelled me into a place that said, how do we make a difference? And when I heard about Black at TP from this global organization that it is, the largest call center in the world, doing something like this, I said, that's where I want to be. And I think it it makes a difference in that those of us now that have an opportunity to provide the educational experience to help those on the phones get to this level. Because there are some smart people in those call centers that could be doing exactly what I or any of us are doing right now. They just need the chance. Right. So, so Mo, I, I think that um, what Rob said is, is spot on. You know, we have to give the individuals on our front line the opportunity 
right, to um, have these these type of positions open to them. But at the same time, you have to tool them with yeah. the skills and yeah. uh, that are necessary to yeah. to get to those particular roles. And yeah. I think the way that you do that, one is you have to, we have to, these this group of people here have to open ourselves up to really share that experience because there are some experiences or some um, education that you will get out of books, but there is nothing like on the job training. And so all of us have that, had that on the job training on how to get to these particular roles. And I think it is our responsibility Responsibility to our community to share with them what that journey was like, yeah. right? And then how not to make the same mistakes on their journey to these yeah. particular roles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I love what, you know, Rob and Connie um, mentioned. You know, I share in that same sentiment. Um, but I really think about what Bryson mentioned about examples. And it's so important to think through representation and how visually seeing folks within these types of roles encourage others to make yeah. the same moves to yeah. work on oneself it's it's almost you know it's we lean on robin connie but it's almost like a responsibility for us all to make sure that we create a level of awareness in terms of careers and what are open opportunities or current opportunities that are out there so folks can see and see themselves within that those types of positions and so you know we think about our leadership team here it's important for us to you know create uh in initiatives around professional development create mentor sponsorship connect with our frontline agents to to make sure that we're helping them create, or excuse me, um, making sure that we're creating a talent pipeline here within TP. And so that's what I envision Black Hat TP doing in the future, that we literally are creating the folks that will uh, eventually replace us. Honestly, that's how I yeah. see it. But yeah. Amanda, I think you said something really key though. You said connect with them. And so I think Black Hat TP will allow us to have that connection with yeah. those individuals because if Black at TP did not exist, they don't know who I am. They don't know what I do. They won't be able to learn from me about my journey and how to be able to make it to this particular level. So I think that what Black at TP does for me, it helps me connect. It helps me to deliver on that responsibility that I have to those people who look like me. And so I am just looking forward to, I'm ecstatic about the opportunity to connect with all of those individuals on the front line. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I'll just uh, just piggyback and add one more caveat to all of that, and that is that um, we, you're talking about uh, the connection. It is key, but the connection that Black at TP allows, and I and I saw the initial podcast where we said you don't have to be black to be part of uh, Black at TP. That's a powerful point because um, we as uh, black folks, we can't do it by ourselves. Now we can do, we, we have to do what we're called to do, right? We have to come together. We have to talk about it. But when I look and I see somebody like Amanda, uh, or, I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, Jen, uh, talking about how this all got started. And then I'm listening to Miranda talk about how she, um, you know, her 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 focus on these things, you know, those are the allies that we need. But then we need 
all of those allies as well as ourselves to move from being advocates to action for things to happen, right? So that's why TP is powerful in this perspective and in this paradigm at this particular time, because it's it's a team and that's what we're building. And I'm like over the top about it, I'll tell you the truth. I think this podcast is really essential and very important for our frontline agents to hear and, and, and even our frontline support to hear. Um, because I know just in our call centers today, the messaging is is not getting through and they don't know who we are. They don't know about the growth that teleperformance is taking, the leaps that they're making. And I think and it's this podcast is going to give shed some light for them and help provide that. Um, since we know that this is part of our journey, Rob, just tell, tell me a little bit about what your thoughts are around the hiring aspects. And, and you look at the demographics for the call sure. centers. I know sure. you and I talked about it a little bit, but what are your thoughts around that? Well, how can we help it? Yeah, we we absolutely can help it, right? But what what we need to do one of the one of the key things when you when you're involved in a DEI initiative, right? And I'm not just talking about blacks, right? I'm talking about women. I'm talking about Asians. I'm talking about LGBTQ. I'm talking about disabled. I'm talking about all of that, right? You, data is important. Data is going to tell us a lot. Now, we need to look at the data to see where our company has been, but it also will help us chart the path for where we need to get to. So straight to your point, we need to take a look at, let's look, we need to look at our hiring practices, right? Who are we hiring? We, down to the, down to what are our job descriptions? See, because some people can look at a job description and not apply for the job based upon what we're saying the requirements are. And as I said early on, in the call center, sometimes we put all of these big degrees that people need to have in order to be a supervisor or a manager. Well, again, if I've been on the phone 10 years, you can't tell me I don't know the business, as opposed to somebody who just graduated with a bachelor's degree. So so we need to we need to look at the language in our in our job descriptions um and i'm not just talking about tp right i'm talking about globally so we need to look at those job descriptions we need to look at where we're searching for the talent because so often what i used to hear years ago when i would raise the question was well none of them are applying well but where are you looking right. you know do we have relationships with hbcus there are some smart people graduating from universities but if we don't have relationship then we can't take advantage of a lot of that top-notch uh, uh, talent. So it comes down to Mo. I, you know, looking at it from for, through every single functional area, from the recruitment to the hiring to the training to the onboarding, and then after they come on, what are we providing for these people? See, because that, and when you talk DE and I, the E is standing. That's equity. Not equity and equality are two different things. So mm -hmm. equity considers where a person's starting point is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm six foot tall and somebody else is five foot tall, that five foot tall person needs two crates to see over the fence, not one. That's right. right. So so we need to consider where people's starting points are. And if we do that, we, we could make a, a big difference in a lot of the lives of people. And that's what it's about. Impact. Who's coming behind? Well said. And I just got to, I mean, that's incredible. Well said. Um, you really did a, a fantastic job really outlining that for us. And as I think about it even more, you, you've done a fantastic job 
really talking about what your role is on the board and how you're going to attack it um, as our employee engagement uh, chair for Black at TP. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to get to our frontline agents. It's going to get our frontline leadership. Mm-hmm. And as I think about this even more, I want to open that to the entire floor. In your functional role as board members, what are you guys are going to do to get more involvement in, in your positions? So so I, I think Rob made a good point, um, Mo. I think part of it is getting front of the front line, uh, front the agents, the, the, the supervisors out there and, and everyone within the call center. So for me, um, professional development, um, I think to get people engaged, you have to engage in their development progress right, mm-hmm. or their development um, journey, right? So I think it's a matter of getting mentoring groups out there for them, getting them with the tools that they need to um, progress their 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 careers here at TP. So I think um, engage, what engagement will look like from um, professional development is bringing people in, having them to develop what their progress or their progress progressional journey will look like and giving them the tools, right? So engaging with them, providing them the tools to get to from point A to point Z. And so I think that's where I see professional development. So so this includes like sponsorships, like leadership development inside the company. How do we, um, we have these amazing leaders and frontline support that we can help matriculate into the system and, and, and even, you know, maybe us sponsor some of those folks as they go through like programs like LEAP or I think it's called JUMP now, those kind yeah. of things, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think too, so I think that um, it's going to be critical to help people distinguish between mentorship and sponsorship, right? And so it, part of it is educating people on, you know, what does that look like? So who do you engage, right? Mm-hmm. So who would, who would be an engaged mentor or an engaged sponsor, right? Depending on where you are and where you're trying to, to go, right? So part of that is going to be, you know, having resources for them. So who who are those individuals? Because I can mentor you um, in data protection. I can mentor you in security, right? But you might want to, to go down a sales track. Maybe I'm not the right person. So it's being able to match those people with the right people that's mm-hmm. able to help them during their career journey. Yeah. Well said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, in thinking about external partnerships, I think this is an area that I'm excited about because we can kind of like work on our branding in terms of external folks that we work with, like teleperformance working with, you know, maybe individuals from Afrotech um, or thinking about sponsoring um, organizations such as Black Girls Who Code. Uh, Within the external partnerships, function, this is something that we're going to really think about. You know, what are the organizations that we can lean on to best uh, brand teleperformance and all the great things that we're doing internally, but doing that externally. So um, those are kind of like the areas that I'm focusing on. Um, I'd also like to figure out the best way we can utilize some of these partnerships and learn. So maybe having some of our board members attend classes on DNI exercises and utilizing those experiences and learnings to bring back to the organization so that 
it ties back to professional development with all the great things that Connie's going to be doing as we kind of train our folks on things to consider in terms of improving um, our own individual selves, like mastering more managerial skill sets. So thinking about external partnerships and how we benefit it and we can also bring back those learnings in, um, internally is something that I'm also working through with external partnerships. But yeah, another aspect is just really, like I said, the Black Girls Who Code. I would love for us to maybe sponsor some girls to attend, you know, Black Girls Who Code. You know, th this is an area where maybe we can uh, fund dollars into an organization and really um, select something that we're most passionate about. But that's something, you know, we'll, we'll kind of work through as a board. Um, but those are kind of what I envision um, for my function. <clears throat> Yeah, man, I think you made a, a good point. So when you talk about, you know, those partnerships or creating those external, you know, partnerships, um, I think even from professional development, part of our professional development is being tool educationally. So what is the education track for an individual who wants to go? Education is important, but also experience. So how do you kind of marry those two together, right, to get you from A to, a to Z? So I think having those external partnerships, um, TP has a great um, uh, tuition uh, reimbursement program. So how do you utilize that program to get the additional skills that you need to go along with those skills that you're getting based on experience, right, to get to where you want to be? So I think partnerships are going to be key even from the professional development function. Agreed. Totally. So I, I just wanted to, to, to jump on something as I'm listening to the ladies uh, uh, speak just now. And, you know, one of the things that when we think about all that they said um, is that some of this comes down to some very basic rudimentary kind of things, right? And and I'm going to I'm I'm going to give her the credit for it this time. Next time I'm gonna claim it for myself. But uh, Connie sent me a clip of a lady, uh, a dynamic lady, uh, Cynthia sent uh, C Y N T. Um, uh, who, uh, whose last name also happens to be Marshall, but she, um, who is now uh, one of the leaders with the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, Mark Cuban kind of plucked her out to to re reshape his organization. And she said something that I picked up on that was key. And as we go through these initiatives, DEI initiatives, uh, employee engagement initiatives, there's three key things that are are key to this, right? And because as we're doing this, the heart has to be into it. And what she said was, there's three things, listening, mm -hmm. learning, mm -hmm. and loving. Mm -hmm. And it's those three L's that no matter what we do, have to be at the forefront uh, of, of, of our minds, of our hearts, and of everything that we do. Because when, we're, when we begin to engage agents who may have been in our organization for quite some time. And we're talking about all of these various different opportunities that they could partake of. We have to find the avenues to, to provide them some exposure so that they can better understand because some people might not know that they want to be a coder or they want to be a security and compliance for whatever it may be. But so we have to they don't find- know, They don't know what's available to them, really. Exactly. They don't, yeah. That's exactly right. How do we how do we get them exposure? I think is going to be one of the key things. But we have to listen to that. Rob, you make a really good point there. Um, 
as the uh, marketing and communications lead for Black at TP, I can uh, everything that you guys are wanting envision for uh, the ERG are things that um, you know I can be the uh, moderator over uh, communicating to the advocates with by way of the newsletter. Uh, we're working on our LinkedIn page and um, you know future steps include a website. So like making sure that those avenues stay up to date with information on what's out there. If we're holding a lunch and learn or some uh, a session where people can get more information about what's out there within the T under the TP brand, then you know that inf that's one of the easiest ways for us to get that information, not only to the people at our, you know, my level, your level and the advocate level, but everyone. Um, and we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, Bryson. Uh, could not agree more. Let, let me um, change up the topic a little bit now. Let's kind of peel back some more of these layers. And, you know, this is we know that being a being part of the Black ITP board, there's going to be some difficult conversations that are going to be had. We're going to have, um, we're going to be things are going to happen in the world that we may have to come on and talk about. And so let me, and I'm going to throw some of these things out here. And I, you don't have to tell me your viewpoints, but I mean, we can at least talk about, you know, some of your thoughts around some future conversations for podcasts, right? So I'm thinking about the impact of George Floyd. You know, that would be something that we can, I know that we would be a good conversation to have. One of the things, a buzz that's going around today is um, CR, uh, critical race theory. What is that? I, I just, I'm not, me personally, not sure if I really understand what it all means, mm -hmm. but I think it'd be a good conversation for us to have. I think those are the kind of communications and relationships that we want to develop aside from just being a broad group that's working with our frontline leaders, but also forward thinkers of saying, hey, let's have this conversation. What are your guys' thoughts around that? So, so one of the things that um, I appreciated about the organization that I that I came for from is that um, we had what we call DINE. Um, and it was um, started up by one of our um, VPs at the time. And what DINE means is diversity, inclusion, networking event. But it, it really means that you bring a group of people together and over a meal, um, we're pretty talkative during a meal, it's a little bit more relaxed and you can have some of those tough conversations. Mm -hmm. I think we do have an opportunity either virtually or um, in within locations to do events like that. I think that's where you have those conversations. You make them okay to have those conversations, but you have to have it just to keep tensions right. You have to have it in, a, in an environment, right, that kind of keeps it even keel. And I think that that would be a great initiative or some similar initiative to start up as a part of Black at TP, right, is where we take the opportunity to dine with one another and use those events to talk about some of those tough conversations um, that uh, things that are going on in the world or some of those um, new acronyms that we're using. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what that is either, Mo. Good point. But um, I think that that could be something that we could explore. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea, Connie. I, you know, the way I envision Black at TP is this is a, a safe space for us to have those types of conversations, right? We yeah. don't know individual. We we don't know individuals that may be struggling with processing some of the things that are happening outside of you know our world, outside of our home. And so having these types of tough conversations or having a hub where I can 
release my thoughts or talk to someone else who's maybe experiencing this, these types of conversations, I think is key for us. And something I think is all top of mind with all the leaders here at Black Hat TV. So, you know, Amanda, you make a good point, but I think one of the things we have to make sure when we're having those conversations, it's it should not be restricted to people who look like us. I think that that right. is a great conversation or a platform to have a broader conversation with people from different ethnicities so that they can understand how we feel about that. We can understand how they feel about that. And I think that's when you make um, inroads um, regarding those tough conversations. And you know, Connie, that's where that that's where the heart comes in, right? Yeah. Because the, those that have a heart for for others um, will be the ones that will be part of those discussions. And and you're right, you you have to become comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. Because the fact of the matter is that each and every one of us has some type of unconscious biases just because of how we were raised, where we were raised, what we heard, um, we all we all do. Um, and I think when we acknowledge that, that is the beginning of the opportunity to have conversation. Because now that allows us to get in a room with folks that don't look like us and and to and to have see because you can have these discussions in a very respectful way. You know, and and so that we we have to allow the fact that there will be some people who are uncomfortable. There will be some people who may come into the conversation, may not say nothing, until they get to um, to a place where they they'll begin to learn more about us. I mean, there 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 are people, black people, who haven't been raised around Caucasians or Asians and. And and so, but they've heard people say things about them. But once right. you get to know somebody, yeah. you know those 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 stereotypes, those things that you've developed over the years, you begin to knock down. So number one, come into these things realizing that we all have them. Yeah. It's not an us versus them. This is a we thing. That's right. And and I think when we begin to do that um, um, intentionally then um, we begin to make some some serious, serious progress. Um, and again, not just in Black and TP, not just in TP, but we mm. begin to have impact in our context in the world where it's really, really needed. Yes. Yeah, I, I, that's spot on, Rob. I've, um, man, listen to you guys talk. I, I continue to get inspired. This is why I love doing these things. Um, you know, I, I, one of the one of the pieces that came to me as you guys were talking through it is that uh, dying is a great idea, and it helps kind of. I think it's going to really help pull back the layers and allow uh, people that don't look like us to participate even even more. And then I think about the future. So as we get more people who are participating that don't look like us, it's they're going to make the future even better because those who come in behind us. They're going to see right. the leadership, to see these executives who are participating, seeing everyone being a part of these these conversations, and they're going to feel even more willing to participate because it's part of now the culture and the DNA. It's not the yeah. it's not the exception anymore. We're actually rewriting the new standard and the culture that we want to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's there's a way. Um, sometimes 
um, we can have colleagues that um, they don't know that something they say may offend someone. You know, I, I remember in coming through my career many times and, you know, people I I guess I was the safe black guy for a while, right? So they would approach me and talk to me and say, you know, why are all black women so angry? You know, why do they have to be so loud? You know, in the in the, in the business world, and I'm saying, well, no, that that's 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 not the case. What 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 you don't understand is what they've been through to even get to where they are, and 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 because a lot of that was the same for all women in general at a point in time, but. You know, so we we just need to understand the place that the other is coming from, and um, by by having groups such as this, this allows that. But again, you know, black at TP cannot be um, what it should be unless it includes more than the blacks at TP. I understand. So, no, well said. Um... You know, this is really great topics and good conversation. I'm going to just keep it rolling. You know, uh, let, let's talk a little bit more around um, <clears throat> our frontline, our agents. Like, what what should they expecting from us today? W- what do we want to see? You know, in a year, two years, three years from now, from our frontline for our frontline leadership. Well, I well, I'll jump in to kick it off. Um, but I, I I think that you know that's um. That vision is going to be uh, it's it's going it's going to be an iterative process, right? Because number one, we're 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 really as a as a collective us um, are really just beginning uh, to get started and to to try to get our feet under us as far as uh, the things that we want to do down the road. I think uh, broad picture is that we have created an environment that allows agents to look at uh, opportunities. I'll, I'll talk from a from a job promotional standpoint first, um, to look at a job that um, in, a, in a promotional advertisement, or, but that they feel comfortable um, that they are included because the language in the job description does not automatically eliminate them. Now, Granted, there are some jobs you got to have certain levels of education, right? But as I said a little while ago, um, you know, we 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 need to seriously look at the job descriptions. And I think, you know, small we get some small wins, um, and, and then I think we'll begin to see um, the inclusion of agents coming in and them giving their insight because what we want to see is what they want. And we won't know that until we begin to speak to them, until we begin to listen to them, and until we begin to engage them. So, so how do we give them that forum? How do we how do we create that forum for them? What, what does that look like? Because I know, and I'm not saying it's all on you. I am saying though, today, it's, as we all know, it's really difficult for some of these agents to be yeah. able to reach us and communicate yeah. with us. Yeah. So how do we how do we get past that? So, so I think part of that, too, so because because Rob is talking about, you know, how to get them engaged, but also to look at where as a leadership team, we might have made it a little bit more restrictive. Right. Mm-hmm. And not, not intentionally. Right. Just 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 the way it is. But I think from a professional development um, standpoint, I think it's about um, having access 
to the yeah. tools right that yeah. they need now so that it's going to put the pressure on them to to use to use those but you know are they there when you look at a job description let's say it was written appropriately <laughs> a job description right then then i need to say and, and the way i look at it is that you back into um kind of like your career aspirations so here's where i want to go then i go look at here's the job description for the job that i want what do i have and what do i don't have that's right. then i'd say okay so do i have access to these other skills right mm -hmm. to, to acquire that job so right. i think from my standpoint and from my function it's how do i get them access to yes those particular skills to be able to get to that career that they're aspiring to get to. So I think that's how you do it. But but again, like you said, it's there for them. It has to be there and be available. It mm -hmm. has to be communicated that it's available, right? And then you have to let people know, um, once, once I've made it available, now, you know, if I can help you, uh, attain that attain those skills so whether it's you know tuition tuition aid um whether it's um time a rotation maybe you do a three-month rotation in a role that you know you wouldn't necessarily have have access to so we have to equip them or make those type of um options available to them and then but they have to seek to that i can't if but also too what i say is that you have to do the job that you're doing very well yes. right yeah. So yeah. you can't yeah. expect this if you're not doing what you should do That's right. very well. So once you're doing that very well, then you have these other avenues that you can take to get yeah. to where, where you're going. So my job is to create the avenues. That's equity that she's talking That's about. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I love Mo's question because it is something I think about in terms of our frontline agents and collecting their voice. Right. I think Rob had mentioned that, you know, this is something that we need to work through if there are any firewalls within um, forms of communication. And I know like Bryson, I don't want to speak for you, but I know with our marketing plans and um, social media activity, we're trying to create different outlets per Connie's um, uh, point of view and how we can connect with some of the agents that we don't have access to through Teams or through uh, email potentially. So maybe the avenue is LinkedIn, maybe the avenue is Instagram. You know, folks are on Instagram, like everybody's on Instagram. Um, but this is something that if it's if it's if we are disconnected with our frontline agents, now it's our jobs as board members to influence the organization and talk to the, be that voice for them to figure yeah. out what do we do to solve this problem. And that that's what Black um, TP embodies, right? We want to be able to get that level of engagement, see what's missing, because there might be issues that I'm I, I'm privy to see. I I don't see everything that an agent is seeing. So I need to hear that agent's voice to figure out what is missing and what can we do to make TP a better place for this person to work at. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the kind of stuff that I think about in terms of collecting the voice of the frontline agent, along with I love Connie's point about talent pipeline. I know there's some superstars in our agent yeah. communities that maybe we are missing and that we don't know. And this is very important for us to 
collect that, to identify these individuals, right? And figure out how to mentor and sponsor them and really, you know, find these uh, diamonds in the rough. Per I don't want to say rough. I, I don't like that term, but really finding the diamonds within our community. Um, I know there's a lot of things that we're doing with the internship program that we may do something internally, right? Like this is where we have this um, power per se to really influence the organization to think things differently. And that's sometimes that's where I see the um, the power of Black ATP. Love it. Thanks, Amanda. Um, again, you guys continue to keep me inspired. I love this. Um, I know we're we are coming up on time, but before we 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 get rushed, I I definitely just want to give everyone a chance to speak the heart over their mind and what they're thinking about. Um, again, Dr. Connie Bell, an SVP uh, for Tall Performance. I have an amazing EVP here as well, Mr. Rob Marshall. We have. And our our newest VP over Global Client Solutions, Miss Amanda, and then down here we got you know Bryson, who is an up and coming leader here at Teleperformance. And I just want to give you guys a shot to say your final piece as we get get towards the end of, the, of our podcast. So, so um, I, I think um, I'm gonna go in Rob's lane a little bit and just ask the audience. Um, this is a great opportunity to have an ERG that represents you. And my ask would be to, at, at all costs, try to be fully engaged because it, without you, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, we can provide um, all the tools, all the resources, time, time, mentoring, sponsorships, um, but without you, there's no black at Black at TP. So my my last words is um, be engaged. Um, you may not everything may not be geared towards you, but it may be geared towards someone that you know um, within the organization. And so tell a friend, um, bring someone else along with you that can utilize the resources, um, or even just being able to um, sit down with someone like them. Um, bring them along with you. But I would just say, um, be engaged. Um, we want you to be happy here at TP. This is all about you. Um, just um, be engaged. Amanda. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I love what Connie said about being engaged. Please sign up, and you know, tell a friend to join us in our mission to make. TP a better place. You know, this is this is there's some exciting things happening with Black at TP, uh, and we just need your help. We need you guys to get involved, get engaged. Let's collect your voice, send feedback. It's okay, we'll take it all. <laughs> That's good, and I'll I'll just say that um, you know, as when I look at something like this, this opportunity, I'm I, I realize how great it is that we have this platform. I, you folks, folks probably don't know, you know, but as an ordained pastor, I spend much of my time speaking to people, trying to bring about social justice and all those things associated with being missional in my community, being missional in my life, doing things with a purpose. And we have an incredible platform 
working for an organization that is allowing this ERG to have impact on those that we work with now and those that may come behind us. I, I, I think I'm pretty safe in saying that none of us went to college and said that I'm going to graduate from college and then I'm going to go work for a call center all of my life, right? We didn't major in that. But um, the call center business is a tremendous opportunity to grow in many different aspects of your life. And I think if we take a look at this as, 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 as what it is, and that is to have impact on lives and to change lives in a socially responsible way and to exhibit justice and mercy to people, um, this is something that uh, TP can stand proud to say uh, what they have done and what they are doing for a long time as we move into the future. So I am honored that you guys even asked me to be a part of this, um, and I'm excited about the things that that we'll do moving forward. Yes, Rob, right on time. Bryson, um, I just wanted to say that you know for the viewers, thank you, um, Dr. Bell made an excellent point. We would not, this ERG would not exist and we would not have the ability to be successful without you. So thank you so much. Um, also, um, when I think of the, uh, what what equation makes, um, equates, what equates to success? Um, I, I've heard it mentioned several times today, um, being engaged, impact and intention and intent. You know, you put those together and you have a great formula for success. And so I just want to, uh, in closing, the one the, the thing that I want to say is just re remain engaged. Be in and be intentional with the impact that you want to make, not only in your life, but those around you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well said. And um, for me, I mean, it's it's all the things that you guys said. I, I, I can't say it any better. Um, I, I just want the listeners to know and also our frontline support to know it's not perfect, right? Black ITP isn't perfect. It, it We don't have all the wheels built, the house, the foundation. That's what we're doing this for. This is why we're having these podcasts, these educational sessions to get more people in. We Yes, we did start last year. We had some really good things happen last year, but it's not enough. And so we know that we're still trying to get more people engaged. We want more people involved, and that's why we're doing these things. So if if we're not able to reach everybody, we're not, and you're not getting all the emails, you're not getting all the contacts. Please know it's not intentional. We have all of our information is available. You can email us, and we will find ways to keep people in, involved and engaged, like Dr. Bell and Bryson said so clearly. That's our responsibility, and we'll take that on. But overall, this is with your membership and your support. This is how we get better. This is how we're going to have a lot more fun, how we're going to be able to do some more things, because we do need all the support we can get. We can't do it on our own. It's yeah. going to take it's going to take the community to help us do it. And, then, sure. and the last thing I would just say for our allies out there, if you're having second thoughts about whether or not you should be part of Black ITP, <laughs> that is you're being called to join. You are being called to be engaged and to learn about what's going on out here and just to be a part. We can, this is a safe place. 
it doesn't it takes zero effort to be kind it takes zero effort to be a human it takes zero effort to find new friends and that's what you're going to get here so if you are on the fence you should definitely sign up because you are going to enjoy the people that you meet and really get to learn stuff that you probably didn't know before and, and vice versa because i don't know it all either so this is it's a two-way street i want to hear from the other side as well um and, and that's that's all i have and I would just want to thank my guests, the board members, again, for your guys' time. I know this is, we all have busy lives. You guys are are meeting after meeting after meeting. Welcome to COVID. Um, <laughs> I also just want to take this time to thank Audrey and Logan for their support and help in, in all the podcasts and newsletters and all behind the scenes work. You guys have just been exceptional. I, I'm sure you don't get enough credit for all the work that you're doing, but just thank you so much. I, we could this would not be possible without um, your guys' support. I also want to thank Jen Anderson, our executive sponsor. She has been fantastic. She, it, it is she really helped birth all of this out, and and we get to run with it and lead it, and it's been, it's been a great experience. And then lastly, I just want to thank Miranda and all the C-suite and the executive leadership, Scott Barley. Um, just incredible leaders who are intentionally thinking and moving forward with Black ITP. Um, we couldn't do it without you guys. I just want to say thank you. And uh, with that said, I'll turn it back to you, Audrey, and let's close this out. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, before I close it out, obviously, I want to thank you guys for coming on. This has been like the coolest thing that we have done in a long time. So I've enjoyed it. Me and Mo talk like all day now just back and forth about everything that involves us and how excited we are. Um, but when it comes to, you know, myself, Logan, obviously she's on maternity leave. She can't be here with us. We miss her. Um, but when you say behind the scenes, that's not really how I think of it. Like to me, we've mentioned being an ally and that's what this is. It's, you know, that's what I would say to the people who are listening. Don't, don't wait on somebody to call on you. Don't yeah. wait for them to ask other people to join. Don't wait for somebody to come and talk to you about it. You know, I've, I stick my nose in where it does not belong all the time. I'm <laughs> in every PRG out there that I'm like, hey, what are you all doing? Um, yeah. What's going on with this one? And I think that's how it has to be. You have to, that engagement still has to be there. You have to want to be an active participant. You know, we get off these calls and it's not just we talk about how awesome this was or how fun it was. When I go to my next call, I'm like, you all will not believe the conversation I just had. <laughs> like, it was amazing. And, you know, we've had that so many things that you all have hit on, I think, is what those who need to come and be allies are going to appreciate. Because, you know, you talked about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. We've had that conversation before. Mm -hmm. um, there's been things, you know, uh, Rob hit dead on like where you're from unconscious bias mo me and you have had that exact conversation yes from yeah. growing up in a small town and being uncomfortable to talk about these things but knowing that urge was there that i needed to be a part of conversations yeah. like that mm -hmm. i think yeah. that's what it's about is just you have to be intentional and in going out and finding this information and supporting this team and all of our ergs and that to me is what being an ally is yeah. yeah. Not you being, being in the background. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yep. Well so, said, Andre. But I want to thank all of you all for coming on and spending some time with me. Um, and 
you know, for doing this for, for everybody, for our frontline, our agents, our leadership. It's, it's a learning experience for everybody. It doesn't matter what level you're in. This is knowledge that people need. So I, you all doing these four podcast series with us um for anybody you know that is listening um we have trained you all pretty good to head over to youtube and podcast uh or watch the podcast on youtube um spotify go like and follow the uh teleperformance podcast channel all of the past ones that have been done are on there this one will be on there um you've got your information out there everywhere and you know we talk about how do you get a hold of us how do you do this you can leave comments on YouTube, come and find us and it will get back to the board. I promise you. So, um, there's channels out there. I know that we're working on getting more information, but there's ways, um, to get a hold of you or for you all to get a hold of us, to get a hold of the board and, you know, think outside the box and, and we will make sure it gets where it needs to go. So for everybody listening, thank you all for coming. And I'm sure that we will be back in the coming months with something else. What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.